Thank you for listening to The Luminous Mind. Remember to subscribe to our free podcast so you won't miss any of our illuminating content. Here is episode 222, The Luminous Mind, audio blog, The Spark, The New Direction. Hello, Firestarters. Today's podcast is going to focus on the Facebook Live, a video that I posted on March 2nd, on Friday, March 2nd. And this is going to be the podcast that goes along with this to explain our new direction of the podcast. Uh, I'm hoping this all goes well. All my notes are very, they're very brief, let's say. And I like to be a person who writes out almost every thought. And so uh, we're going to see how this goes, but hopefully you understand where we're going and what we're doing with this podcast and the new direction that we're going to go. In this Facebook Live video that you can find on our our Facebook page, uh, for those that maybe didn't hear it or whatever, I kind of wanted to go over it and maybe a little more explanation as we put it out there to the rest of the world (laughs) through the podcast direction. But uh, I wanted to see the Luminous Mind move in a different direction. And uh, it began with last week's podcast that we put out, the Journey with the Entrepreneur interview that I did with Ryan Harris, which I thank them for having me on and discussing some of these ideas. Um, And I really want to go into more detail even than I did in our Facebook Live video chat that we did uh, last week, kind of explaining these new directions. But One of the things that I would love to do is begin a section of the Luminous Mind called Illuminated Learning. Basically, seven habits to spark your learning and invigorate your mind towards your own unique mission. When I first began this podcast, I'm kind of going to go back a little bit. I, I kind of want to feed off of, I'm hoping she said, she was the one that said this, but Trisha Goyer's highs and lows of your life of kind of where I feel like this began. And sometimes it takes us a while to figure out that mission. Um, this podcast has been super influential for me to better understand my ideas and my whys and the passions that I have that's helping to kind of make my mission of hoping to teach people how to learn. This podcast is mostly been interviews and you know I definitely have stuck with some questions over the years and one of them is the paradigm shift and wanting to know where people's paradigm shift because um, you know homeschooling was the catalyst for my own paradigm shift and as I was kind of thinking about maybe the highs and lows of my life and kind of the some of the things behind it I think one of the earliest memories that I have of maybe something that would move in this direction was you know, dating somebody who was of a different faith than mine, and it, that helped raise a lot of questions of my own religious thinking. And I used this process to kind of come to who I was and the direction that I wanted to continue going forward with the rest of my life. I feel like that was um, kind of like one of the first things. And And like I said, I used a process to come to, you know, how I wanted to move from then on. Another thing that happened maybe that made me think of this new direction, of course, homeschooling, uh, I talked about that, that that was the catalyst, and maybe thinking of education in a different way, and finally realizing a lot of the myths that I had heard were really false and wrong. Uh, As I began that, I began questioning a lot of different things in my life of beliefs that I had, and that helped spark 
who I am now and kind of move me in a direction to think differently on a lot of different things. And so I believe one aspect of our life, if we start questioning it, can really affect the rest of our life in how we move, you know, forever there on. And it's been an awesome discovery in my life. It it has been one of those things that have illuminated my life, um, really light, lit my mind on fire. I love talking to my homeschool friends. I want to give a big shout out. This last weekend, I was at a homeschooling conference here locally. And I usually don't do those because, you know, I've got like this uh, international audience and I'm like, well, why just focus on one area? But I really want to start doing that. So if you are, you know, if you're going to have a homeschooling conference or some sort of educational conference and you think I would love to be there, let me know and I will try to fit it in my schedule because I really, oh, I came away just feeling so enlightened and on fire, just rubbing shoulders. I didn't even get to attend very many classes because I had a booth there, but just rubbing shoulders with people who came past my booth who really do think differently about a lot of things. And I love that interaction, especially for somebody. I feel like I'm a I'm somewhat of a closet introvert. And that's maybe why I love podcasting because I can sit in my closet and talk to you and get that energy that I need. Um, and maybe some of the interviews that I get just really fire me up. It's I can't imagine my life without this podcast because of that. But um, like I said, being able to get together and rub shoulders with those types of people that help us light our minds on fire. I speak of them of, as fire starters because they do that for me. They kindle that just passion in my life and just talking about just really in-depth concepts and I love that and I know a lot of my homeschooling friends have even talked about that that we can talk about things at a much higher level than maybe you could somewhere else because we have questioned one aspect of our life okay but to go on with other things two other people that kind of made me want to rethink this direction was first Zach Slayback maybe he's the one that kind of put the thought in my mind about how I mean I remember one of the last things he talked about is how people don't know how to learn you know as they're dealing with people coming into praxis and and they don't know really how to learn it's almost like the public school system has stripped that from us and and they're trying to teach that again and it kind of goes along with that entrepreneurial idea that we, I talked about last week with Ryan Harris of you know de-schooling yourself and really understanding that process of learning and so I really hope to kind of shift this podcast it's been mostly about homeschooling I want to join more of the self-directed education realm and talk to people that maybe don't homeschool but want to have understand their passion and you know we become so um, standardized that we really don't know what we want to do when we have come to this time in our life when we really should know what we want to do. And I think it's because of that learning. We've been so focused on the curriculum, making sure they know English, making sure they know math, making sure they know a lot of just general things that they don't even understand themselves or their passions or the things that they came to this earth to do. And that's really where I'd love to see this podcast move in that direction. Um, And he kind of said that. And so at that point, I kind of started thinking about, you know, drawing back on this experience of of this process that I went through to really gain my understanding of where I want to go religiously and then how that helped um, move into that process of understanding homeschooling and then all the things like the political things and all the stuff I started questioning, I started to put together kind of these seven habits of learning. 
just recently too, one of the big things that's finally made me go, hey, I'm going to jump off this ledge and go this direction and have the confidence to do this was with my son, Nick, who has just recently left the United States, is serving our church as a volunteer in Russia, kind of a humanitarian volunteer. And he writes to me all the time and he says things like, mom, thanks so much for teaching me how to learn. And I think about like what he's doing. He's in a different culture. He's learning a different language. Everything around him is very customized to to what he's doing there. And he says he understands like that process of learning. And I'm like, okay, here I was trying to shove English down you and making sure your grammar was right and your math and all this stuff. And all of the processes of learning were really in the background. And I'm grateful that he picked that up. It didn't come through this formal teaching, but more through maybe our actions and discussions that we had about how to learn and really taking that to the next level. A lot of that had to do with our world schooling trips that we took. He talks about that a lot and, you know, unplugging ourselves from that. And we use that process of learning through that. And maybe that really did help him, you know, it was even though it wasn't a formal thing that was taught, it was something that he picked up on. So because of him, I'm going to dedicate this to my son um, for helping push me in this illuminated learning and the seven habits to sparking our learning that invigorates our mind towards our own unique mission. I also um, recently want to give a shout out to Stephen Horwich, who talked about this. I, I remember in passing him saying one time, and I'd love to get him back on here to talk about this, but him saying, if the end of your educational, you know, career in your younger years, if you don't know what you want to be. You've had a very poor education. And I, I kind of believe that. I think that that learning should drive us towards that unique education. I know a lot of my friends are really into uh, leadership learning and the Thomas Jefferson education um, kind of does that. But maybe the seven habits to spark our learning and invigorate our mind towards our own unique mission can go to more of parents like me that really I mean, we're a product of the public school system, and I feel like we did have, at least I did, had a very poor education, didn't know what I wanted to do. Here I am in my 40s and finally finding the passion for what I want to do and what I want to teach, which is kind of talking about these seven habits that would help spark that learning. So just to go into this illuminated learning, I've started a private Facebook group. I really want this to be a very transparent place where we can be authentic and talk about these ideas. You know, these are just ideas that I've formulated. There's nothing really set in stone for this. You could maybe go on. Um, maybe when I'm done with this podcast, I'll transcribe it. And this is something that you can take and kind of study and then maybe add your own two cents through a new feature on our website, which is a chat box. I would love to hear more from you guys um, on this particular thing. And let's develop this together. And let's be the fire starters, kind of that homeschooling group that, that we have where we can really talk about these ideas in depth. And we are the microcosms of education. We are the ones figuring this out under of how to teach our kids this mission. And I really hope it's more than just what curriculum we're using and what books we're reading to them, but the things that we're really teaching them underneath. Okay, so after some reflection with the guests that I had on our podcast, the final piece of how to learn, and that's what I really realized of how important that process of learning is to really maximize opportunities for learning. So 
a lot of this is going to be based off of those ideas of how we learn and how to better study. And this is kind of just through my own observation with my own kids and even my own personal experiences, thoughts I've had from other people. And hopefully this is going to be kind of a step-by-step guide of giving your personal and your family learning a spark. I'd love to maybe move into how we can do this for our kids. But for now, we're going to just stick with us of how we can create uh, lighting our minds on fire with our own unique mission. So it's a guide that helps facilitate personal, unique impressions that's available to all of us to better lead us to our own life's mission. So this is going to give us an opportunity to tap into deeper knowledge, not that superficial learning that we learn through curriculum that we acquire at school just to pass tests. You know, I often use the word journey when people are telling their stories. I want to hear your journey of how you came to this. Anyway, sometimes using that word seems really cliche and even melodramatic, maybe. But however, with a real education, the authentic learner realizes that learning is a journey. It's not something that we're just doing, oh, this semester or whatever. It's kind of a lifelong process. It's a journey of discovering. It's uh, new information that somehow fits together in this interwoven connection of learning. And as with most journeys, the journey of learning is a process of time, of joy, intermixed at times with frustration. And I'd like to think that this process of learning would quench frustration in learning altogether. But sometimes it will may create some frustration. And that's one thing I feel like our education system really discourages is that failure, that frustration that we get, you know, parts that may, maybe we, we don't understand the highs and the lows of education. We think everything should be high or else we can't move forward in that direction. But sometimes even our lows create that spark to help us move in a direction to become more of who we are. So I'm going to move into the habits. This is something I didn't do on the Facebook Live, but I'm going to move into this. I'm just going to do some general discussion on it. And then I really hope that, you know, through our discussion, I want to reach out to maybe some of our contributors and say, hey, is there a point on here you want to talk about that we can kind of help solidify it and create a really in-depth discussion on each one of these seven habits. But the first section is the question. And you're going to think, uh, duh, of course, you know, asking questions is going to lead to illuminated learning. But really, we stop asking questions. We start out asking a lot of questions when we're little. I mean, if anyone's ever been with a toddler, they understand like, how does that work? I mean, they're asking like a zillion questions. And I recently read a study that talked about this that, you know, 85 to 95% of the time they're asking the questions. And then somehow we get into school and we start having questions thrown at us. And most of those time, the questions aren't even things that we necessarily care about. Every once in a while, we can have a question that's thrown at us that sparks that learning. But often what we have to do is to do those questions. And another way that kind of stops that learning or that questioning is we are taught as we grow older that questions are disrespectful and sometimes even disobedient. You know, in religious learning, for example, I mean, we're taught that if we question something that somehow our faith is weak. And so we learn to like, okay, I'm going to keep these questions at bay. And we're, we're going to go on everything as faith, which all learning has some elements of faith to it. So I'm not saying that that's not a particularly inaccurate thing. But at the same time, asking questions really helps us to understand who we are and 
kind of helps us learn more about God. I and mean, that's something that I learned in even in my own faith is that when I had objections thrown at me and those questions come up, that's why I think like being a homeschooler sometimes and uh, your kids are, you know, they're always questioned about stuff. It helps solidify that learning for them because they have some adversarial type of things coming at them. And one of the things I think about questions that makes them different, like if things are thrown at you, even if you're using a, a scripted thing of questions, as long as it comes from like you really care about those questions, that's a free will difference, I think, is, is the fact that it is free will. We're not just throwing questions at people that they don't care about. These are questions that even if they come from somewhere else, that they're questions that you find exciting to try to find the answers to. And I think that's the really big difference is that it's a free will situation. So the next point that I would like to discuss or the next habit that I think um, to illuminated learning besides questioning is studying. (laughs) And another, you guys are going to go, oh, wow, duh. Of course, you know, that's going to be part of illuminated learning. But I think um, many times when we study anymore, we're just expecting people to help us provide that study. We've become very passive learners that, you know, we can't like formulate those questions and then study them out in a way. I've become the kind of person that maybe has to sit in a class to help formulate those questions. And that takes a whole process of de-schooling myself to really understand that I can love and study those to find that illuminated learning to study those things out for myself. So to fill your mind with this fire for our study to go to pure sources, um, I love the idea of classic or core books that, you know, Thomas Jefferson Education talks about and stuff like that. Many of my guests have talked about that, that kind of going to those core books and those classics, but they help us discover true principles. Like the true principle, one of my favorites is don't hurt people or take their stuff. And no matter how old we get, there are simple truths that we can find in our studying. And then that helps us understand our learning and helps us to be able to move us more in towards a a good direction. And it helps us, like I said, in the religious aspect, um, we find those true principles. It helps us see what's really true and what to throw out. My religion in particular sometimes really frustrates me because we have a lot of principles that I don't consider true that are just kind of thrown in there um, by other people. Uh, A lot of it is the way that we teach our children. I'm grateful to belong to a faith that is kind of moving towards this illuminated learning process. It's something I recently studied, but Teaching in the Savior's Way is a book that was really influential for me to just help to solidify these principles, these seven habits that we need to have to be able to really find our mission and to create that passion and that love and that light for learning. The third habit that I wanted to talk about was to ponder, to meditate, and have some silence. I think that this is one of the most vital components of illuminated learning. And really with our technology and the things around us, and I, you know, even my podcast, I don't want to discourage you from listening. But so many times, I mean, I'm one of those people, I've got my earplugs in all the time, I'm listening to other people, but I really don't take enough time to ponder 
and meditate and think about my learning and to think about those types of things in silence. And sometimes that comes with prayer. It comes with that mindful feeling. Uh, We're really big into yoga anymore, you know, where people are able to kind of help quiet their mind and stuff like that. I think that's really important. I think sometimes that's why the most profound things that we think of come in the middle of the night, because finally it's quiet and there's some silence to that. I'm really hoping that, you know, just briefly, before we began our chatting with Jenny Aguilera, when she was talking about the brain, she talked about how important silence is to us. That's why some of that silence, that's when our brain can really take off and really mull over what we've been learning and help to ignite it to create that kind of illuminated learning. Rapid eye movement, in fact, talks about getting into that REM sleep so that, you know, it helps our brain kind of grow and discover. And I think that that's really a sad part about where we're going with children and their breaks and giving them play. And we don't see that as an important part of learning. But, you know, unless they're always studying, then that's not learning. But they really do need that break. They need time to move their body and exercise. And that's good for their brain to help absorb the information that they got and to really kind of move into this deeper learning and this illuminated learning and stuff we need to have some pondering meditation silence I don't don't know what to call it but that's kind of third step is that kind of thing Um, number four is humility I really love the idea of humility and illuminated learning. One of my favorite podcasts that I did was Humility is the New Smart with Catherine Ludwig. And I think that was one of the reasons why I added this in. I had kind of had it in there, but I really think that a humble attitude really helps us find that illuminated learning, that we understand that we don't have to have some, you know, hoity-toity, I don't know, professor in front of us that has you know, all the degrees and the accolades behind them, but we can learn from anybody. And I really, I've talked about my dad a lot and how he is a very intelligent man, but I think it comes from the fact that he can learn almost anything from anyone and he doesn't see, he sees the common person just as valuable to learn from as the most um, seasoned education person. And I think that that, you know, just like we talked about with of humility is the new smart, people who can quit that whole fake it till I make it type of thing, and they have to look the certain part, they're going to ask more authentic questions, they're going to ask people for directions, even though, you know, they don't understand it. And we were kind of taught, at least I was in school, like some of my questions were dumb. And so I started kind of not asking as many questions. And I didn't have that humility anymore to see that I had to go in front of somebody sometimes and, you know, let them see my imperfections and my mistakes and my errors to help me learn. And so humility helps us be transparent with other people. And it helps us be able to open it opens us up to a broader range of new teachers. And I've talked about a little bit about repentance and sometimes how we view that kind of thing. And I think that really goes along with humility, that repentance, I don't think anymore is this really horrible thing. Repentance really comes from, I see errors or I see things in myself that aren't where I think I need to be and to have the humility to accept that we can become better people. The third, actually the fifth element to illuminated learning is gratitude. 
And of course, once again, you're going to go, duh, we got to have gratitude in order to learn. But the feeling of gratitude really opens our mind to learn more. Recently, I was listening to Tim Ferriss. Like I said, this is going to be totally scattered of different things, but a Tim Ferriss podcast. And he talked about how he was going to do a 21 day of no complaint. Because once we have gratitude in our lives, it helps give us empathy for new understanding. And we're grateful and seeking gratitude has a way of changing our brain and improving our health. There was a Berkeley study done in 2017 where 300 participants, when they said that they felt more grateful, their brain activity actually showed greater neurological sensitivities and it really helped open their mind up to learning and decision making. So gratitude can actually change our brain and make us more receptive and susceptible to learning. And it really does improve our relationships around us. It helps open us up to more mentors when we are grateful. People want to work with us. And then they want to introduce us to our friends, too, because they're friends, because they know that we're a person of gratitude and and that we love, you know, being thankful and grateful to those around us to help us learn. The sixth, I'm really off today, but the sixth Uh, illuminated learning habit that I have down is grace. And that's something that it was kind of one of the last things that I thought about, but it was something that I didn't have enough of with myself. And the other type of learning that we do in the classroom, it doesn't, sometimes uh, failure is definitely not celebrated. You know, we are taught that we have to have perfection. We have to have good grades. We have to have flawless performance to be considered successful. But illuminated learning, can't even say my own word, but it actually works off of failure and frustration. And sometimes those are normally seen as negative emotions that we want to try to avoid. But really, they're very essential parts of learning. Failure and frustration is part of the journey of learning, and we need grace and patience with ourselves. And that is something that I really um, struggled with and still do, having grace with myself and saying I'm a good person even though I fail in these certain ways. And sometimes the idea of failure makes us scared to even begin to start to ask questions. We fear that we may do something wrong. We fear that we may not be smart enough to learn it. However, there's no wrong path to learning as you know all experience shows us. Whether it's good or bad, it helps us learn. And I think that's a huge mistake. We need to look at our mistakes differently. We need to look at problems differently and frustrations and stuff differently. And sometimes those negative emotions that we have fuel questions and deepen our understanding and help shift our learning to kind of pivot towards achieving illuminated learning. One of the things I'm going to talk about is I helped with a scout training. Uh, It's a leadership training. And we actually tried to put them in a a situation that helps frustrate the group. And that sounds mean, but we really see like you can't become a leader without some frustration. And that's one thing I guess I'm constantly trying to relearn is to have grace with myself. 
We need to learn to be more gentle with ourselves and it helps relax our mind and it helps us create innovation uh, to be create with innovation. And it's a process of educating ourselves. And so grace and humility, they kind of go hand in hand. And like I said, our world has taught us that the whole fake it until we make it is what we've got to do. But really, no, we have failures. We need to comprehend that and accept it and move on. And it helps open our mind in the direction of new possibilities. Uh, Number seven, uh, the seven habit of illuminating learning is kind of to return, to teach, to apply those types of things. I guess I I need to come up with better words, but I think that that is really critical to kind of help round out these seven habits of illuminated learning. It helps us harness that power to be able to have that exponential growth is that when we can turn around and teach. And I really think that's the difference between learning like we used to do where we would learn and dump you know learn for the test and then dump it once it's over and that last component really helps solidify where we have to return and have an application and teach and i really think that entrepreneurship does that a lot it helps us uh, really turn around and take our learning and use it for some good out in the world it gives us more information Uh, knowledge and enlightenment to continue for years into the future is the key to discovering our own passion, mission, passion, and life. You know, it kind of goes back to like bearing testimony of things that we know. Once we are able to do that, we're able to write about it or speak about it or share it with others. It helps solidify that learning and, and kind of solidify those principles. It gives us emotion in learning that's stirred and it affects us very personally when we turn around and share it. And there's a lot of power in returning and teaching. So that's kind of the seven steps to illuminated learning that I've outlined and things that we want to discuss. And we can take each one of those points and talk about them individually. So just to kind of go back and reframe it again, the the first step is to question question the things that we're learning the second step or the second habit I'm not going to say they're steps because they all work together but second step is to study and really spend some time answering those questions and finding the answers to those questions the third habit is to have some ponder some meditation some silence to help open up our brain the fourth habit would be humility um, as part of being illuminated learning The fifth habit I have down is gratitude, helping us be grateful for those around us and the things that we're learning. The sixth habit would be grace with ourselves or um, somewhere that we can feel okay to make mistakes. Number seven is to return and to teach. And like I said, I really hope that this can be kind of an ongoing discussion with you, with my audience about illuminated learning and um, and helping to kind of make this into something a little bit more. I love discussing and f- I would love to discuss and formulate these ideas of these seven habits to help make it kind of transformational. I'm kind of asking for your help in this to help us discuss it. You know, those ordinary fire starters of these homeschooling moms and dads, you guys are the microcosms of education where we are learning a new way to learn (laughs) that's different than the, the classroom, something that helps us find our mission and our passion and help us be a specialized person, not a standardized person. So really 
reach out to me and let's discuss these ideas. If you'd love to just come on and talk about one point, maybe you guys have done some research on some of these things and we can help add it to that. And if anything, you can get a good shout out or that section can be donated to you. I'm planning on reaching out to people that's already been on my show to see if maybe any of these seven habits or something that sparks an interest to them where their learning came from to really unite their mission and their passion. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Angie DeLong. She answered the call a couple weeks ago. It was actually uh, last week. It was when I gave, you know, right before I did this Facebook Live. I'm, I'm just feel frustrated. There's so many things that I wanted to get to. I'm so grateful to Carlo Ricke. He's helping me take a lot of my podcasts that we've had and turn it into a book. But it created some transcription problems for me. And I wanted to get moving on this illuminated learning because it's just something that's just this passion growing inside of me that I wanted to get out and talk to you and move our podcast to this new direction. And she answered the call to help me with those transcriptions. So thank you, Angie DeLong, for helping me. And I'd love if any other way that people can help me get this illuminated learning growing, that would be awesome. Please join our illuminated learning Facebook it's a private group so we can discuss more of these uh, you could do so by just joining up um, being on our email list if you just go to the luminousmind.net and put your email in there then I can send you the link for illuminated learning that you could join right now there's just three people on there there's me my sister and the luminous mind <laughs> and so join that private Facebook page so we can have some authentic discussions about illuminated learning another new awesome feature I just added just a few minutes before I started recording this podcast is a chat box within the Luminous Mind. And so if there's something you want to discuss that maybe you can't put in the contact page or, you know, feel like you can't email me or whatever, just quickly go to that chat box and we can have um, a little bit of a discussion going on about that. Again, I appreciate you listening to our podcast for helping me keep this going. Um, you guys are amazing, and I love sitting and chatting with you and having some discussions about learning and all of those types of things. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to The Luminous Mind. To learn more about illuminated learning, go to the show notes at theluminousmind.net. Be sure to become a subscriber to our free email list and help us to continue production of illuminating content by sponsoring us at patreon.com backslash the luminous mind to get exclusive content. Subscribe on YouTube, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Google Plus, Pinterest, and now Instagram. To help us grow, consider these easy ways. Tell your friends about us, leave us a review, share our content. Tell us how we can help you so together we can continue to light minds on fire and change the paradigm of education. 